the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. That's right. We are back. Welcome to the Links and Locks podcast, proudly presented by Bet365. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He's Ben Everill from the PGA Tour, and we are so happy. I mean, it's not like we've been gone that long, but I think our last podcast was about, oh, six weeks ago, so it's great to be back with y'all. Benny, I've missed you. Hope you had a great (laughs) holidays. Happy New Year, and man, I cannot wait to jump into the first event of the year, the Century Tournament of Champions. Before we do, as a reminder, the Links and Locks podcast, proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 for free. Benny, how fired up are you? You didn't even have to go to Hawaii this year. How lucky are you? Is that? <laughs> yes, Happy New Year to everyone, and hope you had a great holiday period. Um, yeah, normally I'd be coming to you live from Kapalua. I've been doing that for, oh, geez, it feels like forever since I've been going there. Um, but a little bit different this year. Got to stay home with the fam, celebrate my my youngster turned 10 on New Year's Eve. So that was a big day for us, of course. Mm. And um, yeah, we had a big New Year's, and, and now just getting ready to get really stuck into a massive golf season again because of course we've got the uh the designated events this year you know the big timers has got more players this is one of those where you know we have to think about to 39 in this field guys who've not only won but got to the tour championship bigger purse everything firing ready to rumble and it's just a beautiful place capital as i said i'm usually there usually playing free golf on the bay course right nearby and enjoying the days short days out there um actually covering the golf uh, everyone's in a great mood everyone's you know has is undefeated for the year so they're all sort of having a good time and it makes it a little tough sometimes to pick the guy that that might be there at the end or when the whips are cracking but at the same time as i said even when they don't play so great guys still in good mood good frame of mind out there so i'm looking forward to this week so two things before we get started first you've covered this probably more years than i have i've done it about six or seven years it's been a little while since i covered this one but people are always when they find out what you do and they know hey you cover golf What's your favorite event to go cover? Is it is it the Masters? Yeah, Masters is great. Don't get me wrong. Don't pull that credential, Augusta National. I love you guys. Probably number two on my list. How about the U.S. Open? Yeah, well, I mean, that's pretty long days. So yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm a big logistics guy. There's not a better tournament to cover from a logistics standpoint than one with 30-something players in it right on the beach in Maui. Uh, you start late. You finish early. Everything's right there for you. That is A pretty good one. And Ben, I wrote this in my column this week, so I'll share it here. If you had asked me about, even just two weeks ago, in fact, I had a a friend in the industry said, hey, are you excited for the golf year to get going? I said, no. (laughs) That was a long year. 11 and a half months, we go from West Coast swing to Florida swing to the majors to the playoffs, right into the President's Cup and the fall events to the silly season. Like, no, I'm wiped out, man. I want to lay on the couch and watch a few football games. It took those two weeks. And it happens for me every year. Every year around December 18th, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm ready for this next year to start. And now that it's here, I'm actually fired up about it. This is my 20th year covering the game. 
covering the PGA Tour. And, and I am as excited as ever. I think it's going to be a great year. So let's get right to it. As we do every single week on the podcast, and yes, we'll be with you every single week throughout 2023. We're going to play 18 holes. We're going to make 18 bets. Benny, you're first off the tee, as you would be on the Bay Course if you were out in Hawaii right now. That's but it. Instead, that's it. You can tee off here. All right, all right. I'm going to go with my, uh, my I guess, my second outright choices. I usually do. I, I love putting an outright out there from – from the start and uh you know it was tough for me not to pick this guy as my top out rider i've always liked him uh, when it comes to non-australians as you know i have an uh, an, uh, an affinity for the aussies but this is one guy that's from the us of a that i really like and and he's a former winner there 2019 i was there to cover that one but xander shuffle i think is primed again and always plays well at the at capital always plays well at the at the plantation course, if you will. He said he's a winner there. He's had a couple of close finishes as well since then. I think he lost a playoff there one year that I, my memory serves me correctly as well. Um, and just seems to always be ready to rumble. He had three wins last year. Um, loves the joint. Always, always enjoying his time away from the course, but not too much that he can't get the job done on the course. So uh, it's just a, a, one of those weeks I can't leave Xander out of my out of my thinking. So Xander Shuffle is my number one pick this week benny i like it i will not have any investments here on the pod in xander shoffley and he's one of the guys who really scares me this week because he certainly has the talent the know-how around this golf course to win it as he has before like you mentioned so uh he's he's one that could be the card killer for me this week i i will start off on the second hole with an outright as well but a long shot outright this is a guy that i was going to wait to use Next week, and I'll still have him prominently discussed on the podcast at the Sony Open because I really like him there. But in an event where you can't get too many great odds with only 39 players in the field, 40 to 1 at Bet365 for Russell Henley, I think is a really good number. Number Henley's a guy that I talked about him on the pod a lot last year, where I thought for about 18 to 24 months, he was maybe the unluckiest golfer on the PGA Tour. And what I mean by unlucky, it's not bad bounces and lipped out putts. What I mean is that the results never quite equaled up to the performance, meaning that he was playing really well. He just didn't have as much to show for it as he probably should have. Finally won at Mayakoba late in 2022. I could see him winning another one very, very soon. I like him for first round leader as well, if you're going to make a little Henley investment, but I, I will buy on Henley at 40 to one this week. All right, we've finally got something we can disagree on early. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now, look, I've got nothing against Henley, and you know, you make good points, but um, I'm going to throw to throw out of my order here, and on the third hole, I'm going to go to a group uh, betting scenario that I also saw with Bet Three Six Five there, where you've got uh, five guys in the in the group, and you you know you're betting on one of those to beat the other four. Um, it just so happens that Henley is in this group that I'm talking about, and I'm not on him. I am on Brian Harmon in the group to take down Henley, Power, uh, Keegan Bradley and Billy Horschel. And it's because, look, he hasn't been there in a while, um, Brian Harmon, but he was third the last time he was there, some four or five years ago. I remember him being pretty dogged and, and determined to play well right through, uh, making his his mark without, you know, not giving it up, if you will, after two rounds, finishing strongly on the weekend. Um, look, and he, and he was strong in the fall, right? He had a couple of runner-ups and and was playing pretty well. So I'm, I'm just hopeful that he can maintain that. He was an outsider in that group of five plus three, seven, five. So I saw that as some value. Um, so one of us is going to be wrong there, but let's see. There's certain guys that when you bet on them, 
you might not win the bet, but you know that they're going to give it their all on every single shot. And you mentioned the dogged determination from Brian Harmon. I, I like betting on Harmon because I know that he's not going to mail it in if he's you know playing poorly in the first round. He's going to give it everything he's got on every single shot, that bulldog determination, like you said. Uh, fourth all, I'm going to go with the top five here. If you want to play a top 10, I'm okay with that. But uh, I think this is going to be a massive year for newlywed Sanjay Im, who had some really strong finishes at the end of last year, keeps coming close. I think he comes close again this week. I'll take Sanjay for a top five at plus 280. If you want to play him top 10 at plus 110, he has finished top 10 both of his starts at Kapalua, also top 10 in four of his last eight starts on the official PGA Tour schedule at the end of last year. All right. You know, I love me a, a good international player from the old President's Cup, so I'm not going to argue against you. In fact, I'll throw something out here. And this is a bit of a, a, a wild card, given what we've seen from him uh, up and down injury-wise and whatnot. But I'll go top 20. I was looking for a little bit of value at minus 150. And remember, there's only 39 guys in this field, yep. so you're not going to get great odds anywhere in the, the top 20 scenario. But Hideki Matsuyama, um, I'm going to see that 150 in the top 20. And I think that, you know, there is some value there because if he is firing on all cylinders, he always um, wants to be playing well in Hawaii. He obviously will be defending um, what he did in Sony the week after. Um, and he'll have a lot of people, you know, on his case that week. So I feel like this time around, he might be more likely to to have a bit of a good, good go there um, in Kapalua. So my top 20 there, one of the international guys, minus 150, Hideki Matsuyama, it is a wait and see for a lot of people because of those those injuries that he's had. But I just in the type that likes to trust him. I've got a top 20 as well. I'm not going to give it to you yet. I'm going to wait one more hole because I want to get this in. Because this is going to make history on the pod. <laughs> I want it known to all the people out there that on the sixth hole of our first pod of 2023, that I, Jason Sobel, American, am going to list an Australian player before you, Ben Everell. Ah! There's only one of them in the field. Yes, I'm, I've got him twice coming up. <laughs> and I wanted to get him before you did. Australians have accounted for six of the last 19 victories at mm -hmm. Kapalua. Stuart Appleby won three times in a row. Jeff Ogilvy went back-to-back. -back. Cameron Smith won this event last year. Adam Scott is the only Australian in the field. I've always thought, Ben, and you could speak to this better than I can, but... There's something about the biorhythms of playing in early January where even if you're like Adam Scott and you moved away 30 years ago, that you still kind of feel like, hey, this is kind of the middle of the season. This is my summer. And so Adam Scott for a top 10 plus 230, let's keep the Aussie roll going in Maui. Look, I'm ready to jump on. I've got him here in two separate scenarios. So I'm going to go to the first one. He was there for my long shot. I usually do that around the turn. Let's throw that out on the seventh hole. I've seen him anywhere from 40 to 50 to one and even more in some places if you shop around. Um, uh, yeah, look, he loves the joint. Absolutely loves Kapalua. He surfs just down off the, uh, I think it's the 14th hole or 13th or 12th hole down there where you can see the surfers going. He absolutely Cannot wait to get back there. And plus, look, I know he was unable to close the deal in the recent Australian Open back home, uh, losing to a young gun. Oh, you, Jace, help me out. The young European, sorry, world DP World Tour guy that took him down. Uh, forgotten his name. Apologies to the youngster. But um, look, Adam Scott, he's in a bit of form. He'll come off 
He'll come off uh, the Australian summer feeling very, very um, healthy and fresh and ready to rumble and, and wanting to and wanting to atone for that that loss he had uh, in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, look, Adam will probably have a very good week in Kapalora. I said my first look at him is in that long shot department. But honestly, go across the board with Adam Scott, and I think you'll be uh, doing okay. I'm pausing because I was looking that up. Adrian Moronk, I believe, is the name. Yes. We're looking for the tall Moronk. He's on his way up, that guy. We should keep an eye on him this year. Moronk. All right. Uh, Yeah, there you go with Adam. By the way, I, and I'm sure you have as well, Benny, but you're probably with him. I've seen Adam Scott out in Hawaii. I believe this was uh, in Honolulu during the Sony Open and not uh, in Maui, but uh, just walking down the street, like T-shirt, board shorts, flip-flops, surfing hat kind of pulled down. I swear, folks, if you've ever been out in Hawaii or maybe out in another coastal event where Adam Scott is playing, there's a good chance. I don't care how big of a golf fan you are. There's a good chance you walked past Adam Scott on the street and had absolutely no idea that that was Adam Scott. You would never recognize him away from the golf course and just uh, looking like a surf bum who's coming in from riding some waves. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like everything about Scott this week. Eighth hole. You mentioned a few minutes ago with Hideki Matsuyama for a top 20. I, I think there's some value here at Bet365. I get it. Only 39 players in the field, so it's not going to be a big number. But I'm looking at Cray Molinax, who's a big hitter. This kid is going to hit some absolutely mammoth drives yeah. down these fairways this week. I don't normally like first-timers at Kapalua. No rookie, no Century Tournament of Champions rookie has won this event since Daniel Chopra 15 years ago. That said, I'm only looking for a top 20. I'm not playing him to win. Trey Mullinax, plus money, plus 105. All he's got to do is finish in the top 50% of the field. Yeah, look, um, you're right about it just being wide open and bombs away. Like, that's one of the things that that allows these guys a freedom of just swinging hard. And and you mentioned the guy who won it uh, last year. Of course, people might not re- remember, but it was a record weekend between Ram and, and Smitty and... Um, and Matt Jones actually beat them both over the weekend and, and barely moved up one spot with a 23 under, I think, on the week, on the weekend where the guys that sometimes are a little bit skitchy off the tee and a bit worried and hold back a bit, they don't hold back there. So they just have a crack. Uh, and that's what I expect, you know, those new guys there too. If they can, they should just go there with that, that mindset of, hey, start of the year, let's just whack away and then and see where it gets us. And um I, I understand your thought on the new uh, the first timers. That being said, I'm going to throw a couple out there in the next part of this thing, not to necessarily win, just to finish yeah. high. So that, that's that's why I'm going to keep them in there. So I will go straight to my top five. I'm going to throw Tom Kim at plus four fifty for a top five in a thirty nine man um, field. Uh, Tom is just the guy. I think it's going to be ridiculously good this year. Uh, you know, I think that. I don't think what we saw at the President's Cup and, and in Vegas and all that was a flash in the pan. I think this kid is the real deal. Um, you know, it wouldn't be surprise me if he's one of those guys that turns up at the players or the masters and is, you know, runs second or third after the first two or three rounds. And we're like, wow, you know, like I knew he was good, but we didn't necessarily know who's going to be this good. I think he is. Uh, and I think that, well, put it this way, it's the first part of the year. If he is not in the top five of one of the majors in on the Sunday in the final round, I'll be stunned. Stunned. Yeah. So yeah. Tom Kim for me, top five this week, plus 450, good odds. Benny, I'm actually going out to Vegas for a fantasy, season-long fantasy golf draft run by uh, Rick Rungood, 
um, who's got a bunch of us in the industry who are going to make picks. I'm not more fascinated by where any player goes in this draft than Tom Kim. I think he could be anywhere from like mid first round to early third round. I just, I have no idea how much people value him. I know everyone likes the new bright, shiny thing though. And I, I do agree. He's going to be very, very good. All right. We're going to make the turn here as we get to the 10th hole, as we, Load up on some pineapple and Mai Tais. Another reminder, the Links and Locks podcast, proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 for free. We make our way to the 10th tee for the back nine bets here. And I'm going to start out with my favorite first-round leader bet and a guy that I'm going to mention on this pod and in our coverage a whole lot this year because I am very bullish on Aaron Wise. Aaron Wise had a nice season last season. He's going to have a nicer season this season. I just think this kid's ready to pop, especially on Thursdays, I think, is where you find some value. Last season, he was 10th in round one scoring average. This season already, he is fifth. In four starts, he's broken 70 every single time. And so Aaron Wise for first round leader this week at 25 to one, I think is a really nice play. All right, look, this I'm going to jump into my first round leader because I'm going to jump straight off the back of you here. Um, so for the 11th hole, I'll go FRL as well. This did not really work for me, this method last year, but I am going back to the well, especially in an event like this where, we, you know, it is possible we get someone to run away with this thing or go deep and keep going deep. And, you know, we can, it's past 73, but there's 62s out there every day. Um, unless it blows at Gale. The outright favorite this week, I do not like his odds at the beginning. I do not like John Rahm's plus 650 or 700 or whatever you see him at, but I do like maybe trying to get on the first round later at 12 plus 1200 and then seeing what happens from then on. Because my theory is as always, look, he could come out firing. I don't like the odds. I'd rather just take the, the 12 now. And if he does, great. I'll collect after the first day. If he doesn't play that great after the first round, I still think he's a chance. He's had five starts there, never worse than 10th, two runner-ups. He's coming off two wins recently worldwide um, in the back half of the year and a couple of close calls as well. Uh, so with John Rahm, I don't think you can leave him out, especially after he'll have unfinished business in his mind from last year as well, uh, being beaten despite playing so great on the weekend. So my play with Rahm is first round lead, jump on after the first round uh, if he is within striking distance and you get better odds than where he starts. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, he's the other guy I mentioned right off the top when you had Xander Shoffley uh, and he scares me because I don't have him on the card. Rom's the other one. I'm just, I'm not dipping down to the odds that he's at. I think first round leader that, that does make some sense. I usually like to get some bigger numbers on first round leader plays, but I, I get your theory behind that because either you hit the bet or you don't hit it and he's pretty far back and then you can jump on him with some yeah. longer odds. So it makes sense there. Uh, but he's the other guy that really scares me this week as far as I probably won't have much of a ROM investment if at all. And I know that he can absolutely, I mean, uh, hell, he could shoot 33 under this week as he did last year. And instead of losing by one, that could win by eight. And yeah. so we all know that he is certainly capable of that. All right. 12th hole uh, at bet three, six, five, they've got some finishing position offers basically over-unders, and there was one that really stuck out to me. Benny, Holland Morikawa has played this event three times, never finished worse than seventh place, 
started yeah. to find form at the end of 2022. He is listed at a finishing position of 13th or better this week. Minus 120. Hammer. Love Morikawa. He's at least going to finish in the top 10. So I think that's a really, really smart play. Yeah. Oh, mate, I didn't notice that one, but I will advocate it absolutely. Uh, I believe, yeah, 7th, 7th, 5th, and he starts there. Um, and not, and that's, you know, not really with his killer attitude. You know, he's going there with that relaxed relaxed attitude those mm-hmm. few times. And um, I remember him, I'm, I'm jogging my memory here, but I remember him actually talking about that the last time that he did play there and realizing that, hey, yeah, I, I want to keep coming with this relaxed attitude, but next time I might just take it up a notch um, and try to just, you know, click in a little bit more because he thinks it's a course that he can win on. And uh, yeah, if you're saying 13th or above, it definitely seems like a smart a smart choice for me. So um, I'll back you to the hilt on that one. Um, I'll go to their, the Bet365. I was looking at their matchups, the 72 hole matchups. And I like to look at two of them. So I'm going to throw two of them in here. Um, mm-hmm. One is, I mentioned, I think Adam Scott's going to have a big week. And he was, uh, what, one tw- plus 125 against uh, Jordan Spieth. So uh, look, Jordan can be erratic. He's won at Kapalua. He could play well there for sure. Um, but he let me down a little bit with how he was going at Tigers event. So I'm jumping off and getting back on the Aussie. Um, and I think that uh, Adam Scott can take down, uh, as the underdog, can take down Jordan Spieth over the four days. And Jordan the other Spieth one, I by the way, won here is... in 2016, Benny, and he's gotten progressively worse ever yeah. since on this golf course. Just saying. So there you go. And they've had the renovation since, and he obviously hasn't done necessarily done that well since then. Um, he, he, I remember a few years back, he tried to say it was a little bit, he used to use it um, to get early readiness for Augusta. Um, and that is because of the, the, the undulations. So, you know, you, you're standing in a fairway, but your balls below your feet, above your feet, you know, whatever else. He saw that as, as a, a sort of an early sort of guide to how he might be going um, heading towards Augusta. So that's a side note, but yeah, like I think Adam Scott just is primed to beat him and it saw the odds, you know, in a two horse race, 125, I liked. Uh, so plus 100 for this one. Um, two of the big guns again. I'm looking at Thomas over Scheffler. Thomas is at plus 100, yep. the outsider. Um, JT is a beast for this course. Um, yeah, one twice, just a killer there. He he doesn't take a backward step, even if he was having a good time in Hawaii, he's going to be there trying to win. Um, Chef, last time was there, was off her, her honeymoon, I believe. So maybe that's not a great comparison, but uh, at the same point, I just I'm going to take the, when when you give me an underdog, Justin Thomas is an underdog at Kapalua. Thanks for coming. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I will be talking about Justin Thomas in just a minute. Hint, hint, folks. Me too. Wonder where I'm going with that. All right. 14th hole, though, I'm going to a matchup as well. I thought you might be picking this one because this is another guy that's even money as the underdog in the matchup. I mentioned that uh, debutants at Kapalua normally don't play that well. I've got two matched up against each other. And I'm going with the big-hitting Cameron Young over the reigning U.S. Open champion, Matt Fitzpatrick. We all know that Fitz loves playing these grind fests. He loves playing a U.S. Open-type setup. Go give me a three-under par that's going to win and grind it out and don't make mistakes and keep it in play. That ain't what this is. 34-under one last year. Second place was 33. Third place was 32. I get it. It was a little softer and less windy than it usually is, but there are always a ton of birdies on this golf course. It's probably the reason why Matt Fitzpatrick hasn't played before 
Uh, granted, he's qualified this year, but I just don't see it being a Matt Fitzpatrick kind of place. He's very pale. He's going to yeah. get really sunburned this week. <laughs> I, I hope they Cameron Young at even money over Fitz. Yeah, look, uh, Young was very intriguing to me because he was long odds too, and you know, and he he sort of trailed off at the back end of the year, didn't he? After after having that breakout uh, rookie rookie season, um, but it should be a course he could play really well at. He hasn't played there, obviously, as you said. But if he just goes there without worried about being worried about his driver and just smashes the ball, he could find himself in in the mix. So definitely one to keep an eye on. And yeah, you're right. Like if he's the outsider in that matchup, makes sense to me too. Um, all right, let's see where we going. I've got a top ten here. Uh, another one of those young guns that may or may not do great on this course, but plus two eighty. I was looking for value in those markets, the twenty and ten, and plus. Uh, the top 10 plus 280 is Sahith Bigala, uh, another guy I think who can wail away and just see what happens. He's not going to be afraid. He's going to have a great time over there. Um, and I think that for a top 10, I think it's absolutely very much possible for this bloke. You know, again, he could be one that we're talking about in six months' time going, what a season is this guy having? Um, so, yeah, uh, just the odds was basically why I picked him. I went from the top, uh, from the bottom up when I hit him. That was the odds. That was the value. So Thigala should play well at Kapalua. Folks, it's coming. Thigala season is upon us. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be hearing this name an awful lot. I would not be completely surprised. I did bet him for a, a very small little share of an outright this week. But I would not be surprised if he pulls off a Harris English who got into the field two years ago. Remember, that was the yep. COVID year where they essentially yep. didn't have enough tournament winners. And so they extended... It to some other players and Harris English hadn't won the year before got into the tournament of champions, won the tournament of champions. I could see that because they've extended now to allow in players who are in the tour championship the season previously. I could see Thigala who got in that way winning for the first time and following up that QB shootout silly season win with Tom Hoagie this week. All right. 16th hole. I'm going to, I'm basically going to give up what I like for the 18th hole. And I don't like to do this. I save my favorite outright for the end, but I've got two bets here. And so the first one is going to lead to the second one. <laughs> first one, they've got straight forecasts on bet three, six, five, man, I'm a sucker for a good locker lottery ticket. And so I'm looking at Justin Thomas first Sunjay M second straight forecast, 200 to one. Benny, I'll bet 200 to one on anything. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) That might give you a hint as to where I'm going with my outright pick for the 18th hole. But yeah, JT Sunjay won two this week. Wow, they're going to get... So I didn't even know that. They're giving you the the Quinella, effectively. They're giving you... You're saying that, oh yeah, I'm going to pick the top two in this order. Wow. Okay. Um, Box two, exactly. And I'm trying to get Sunjay first, JT second, which would probably be... Uh, smart of me because knowing my luck that's probably how it's going to go if i have them <laughs> one two and they go the other way around but uh yeah i'm going to box that exactly maybe how's that sound oh i love it i love it well i guess we're going to finish this podcast talking about the same bloke because 17th hole my number one outright choice is justin thomas so justin thomas i think is made for the place one twice there as i said earlier he was um uh, you know he's had a couple of thirds i think a fifth uh, you know he basically just always turns up there ready to play um he 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 lives and dies for the place he gets there early they you know he has a good time um all the boys do uh but he brings his a game when it comes to that thursday tea time so 
I just can't look past him. I, I mean, I'm, I was looking around, I'm trying to think, and I, and I saw Ram. Yeah, of course, Ram's favorite is what he sort of did last year. But when Thomas is out there at the 11 to 1 or 1100, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> that to me is the best value on the board early. Um, absolutely. As I said, like he's outside Scheffler, which I found strange. Um, unless, unless someone knows uh, more than I do, unless he's turned up there with a bung knee or something else. Um, I, I expect big things from JT this week. So, um, you know, I think your, your one, two is a shot because I think he's going to be one. Well, folks, if you're new to the podcast, welcome to links and locks where Jason and Ben agree on a whole lot of things every single week. But <laughs> you know what? I don't mind it. Look, if we both agree on something, it means that we might be right about it. I am going with JT is my favorite outright this week as well. 11 to one. I'm going to give you three reasons. One, you mentioned, look, he's won here twice before three other top five finishes. There's also some patterns to it as well. 2017, 2020, hmm, 2023, every three years like clockwork, JT can win this event. So he loves this golf course. The second one spoke with him on my radio show on PGA tour radio on Sirius XM before the PNC championship. We're live on site. And I asked him, how he would assess his year in 2022. And JT said, ah, you know, there's a lot of disappointments. You know, I played well, but I just didn't get as much out of it as I could have. And I followed up by saying, I want you to get a little introspective here. What does that say about you that you won a major in 2022 and you're not completely satisfied? He goes, well, I need to be a little lighter on myself. I, I can't be so hard on myself, but he goes, I know it's in me. I'm working so hard. I know that I'm going to have a big year next year. And I mean, he was fired up. This was like Thursday of the PNC parent-child championship. So that's the second thing. The third is I walked much of his two rounds over the weekend where he's playing with his dad. And I get it. Look, yeah. don't take away anything from the silly season events. These are hitting giggles and having fun. He's playing with his dad, Mike Thomas. I am telling you, Benny, JT looked like Sunday at Augusta, JT, as locked <laughs> in as he was for those two rounds. This was not hey, I'm hanging with my dad. I'm having some fun. This was, let's go out and get this thing. And he was mad when he didn't win that. I'm telling you, the fact that, first of all, he was locked in. Secondly, other than, I believe, just Jordan Spieth, who was also in that field playing with his dad, no other player in this field this week has played competitive golf more recently than Justin Thomas. I feel like that's a pretty good barometer of where he might be, where his game is, how he might play this week. So we're both on. Justin Thomas, man, it's good to be back. I'm <laughs> coming up this week. Benny, thanks again. As always, they can catch us every week here on the Links and Locks podcast presented proudly by Bet365. As always, you can find this podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. Download, rate, subscribe, and listen. Thanks to everybody out there. Good luck with all your bets for this week's Century Tournament of Champions. Here's over to you, Mr. Green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.